Missing in Missouri is an investigative podcast dedicated to finding as much information as we can in missing person cases and ultimately find the truth. So for this episode, what you guys are going to be hearing is an interview that Zach did with Ellen Dotson, who is an aunt to Dana. Yeah, a very close aunt. She knew Dana when she was younger. She watched her grow up. She helped watch her children. She talked to her almost every day. They had a really good relationship. Very good relationship. And so this interview is very powerful. And it opens up a lot of things that I never thought of. And she gives a lot of information that honestly just takes us a lot deeper down the rabbit hole. Like, she was really good. She never got in trouble. 
did she like to do? Every time we got a lead, we were 
talk to him. <laughs> Be because he is a snitch for them. Is this, uh...
so oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no, you're you're fine. I have been trying to get a hold of quite a few people, and I even went on to the Dana Bruce tribute page. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of I've gotten the tribute page. Um, they don't want to have anything to do do with this. No, because that is due to the Sedalia Police Department. Oh, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. They they want us. They refuse. They put a stop to us posting anything on Dana's page. I don't know how they have done it, but they have done it. And they have admitted to putting a stop to any updates about Dana on there unless they put it on there. Wow. That's very frustrating also. How have the last, I guess, 10 years, I know her children, and I'm not going to get too too deep with her children because I want to leave them out of this. But I guess just a, a small update about them. Like, I mean, that has to be incredibly difficult. They they miss their mama very much. They're, you know, they they don't know exactly how to feel. Just that they know that mom should be their mom's daughter. And honestly, nobody's doing anything to find their mama. You know, and like I keep telling them, I, I'm doing what I can. I've contacted Unsolved Mysteries to try and get her to turn stuff back on. I've contacted Missing.org to try and get her picture back on, you know. And I, I'm having no luck. Okay. My wife and I are doing a podcast, and okay. we, we focus on people missing strictly in Missouri. Okay. And I actually had found Dana's page, Dana's case, on the Missouri Highway Patrol website. Yeah. Because uh, her birthday is in July, and my, I'm a July baby, too. Yeah, she just had a birthday. Yeah. And I wanted, I guess I wanted that personal connection. And okay. I saw, um, saw her picture, and I was like, okay. And then I started doing research about it, and, you know, we're, we're, out here in St. Louis. Okay. And uh, I, I have, you know, I've lived in Missouri my whole life, and I had never heard about, never heard about it. Yeah. And it was, it was really frustrating. And uh, so, you know, started doing research with it, and we've gotten a lot of stuff, and uh, we're actually probably gonna have like a whole season about Dana. Okay. And see, one of the things that I don't understand, okay. Where Dana went, which was at the time called Malone's, which was a bar that Dana went to, they have cameras, but just mysteriously, that night the cameras weren't working. And it's so weird that the next night, down at the same place, the cameras still weren't working, and a female got raped in the bathroom. weren't working. I said, I told him, I said, apparently you didn't have them turned on like you were supposed to. I said, then we could have seen the type of vehicle, who she was with, everything. He wasn't happy with me, but I, I didn't care. I don't blame you at all. I really don't. He, he, I, I made a lot of people mad at me 
my heart from what he has told me. He had a lot to do with Dana's disappearance. He has, met, he has told me numerous times exactly what happened to Dana. And like I said, no one would know unless they were there. Yeah. Did, is that something you'd want to share? Like, what, that, That's fine. What, what, what did he say? He told me that they shot Dana up with dope. They rolled her up in the carpet and threw her on the side of the road to die. I told him he could have taken her to the hospital and dropped her off. At least she'd still be alive. They didn't want to get in trouble. This is what he told me. I, honestly, I wish he'd rot. I'm sorry, but I do. Don't apologize. You know, telling me face to face, something like that, and then denying it, you know, to somebody else. But he came to my work and told me this. I even had it on camera, because where I worked it, we had a camera with video and sound. And the police, the police wouldn't even listen to it because it involved. Wow, that was really powerful. Yeah. Okay, something that I found interesting that she said was that Malone's, their security footage wasn't, like, their cameras weren't turned on that night or the night after. When the girl got raped in the bathroom. It's crazy. And then another thing that I thought was interesting was when she said that the police, she felt, wasn't doing enough because Dana is associated with the Dotson family. Yes, and whenever she said that what the police officer said to her about if you were my daughter, you wouldn't be you marrying, would be marrying a Dotson. It, it's crazy. It really is. So, I'm not going to put blame on the police, but it is something that needs to be looked, looked at. And like I told you, this is a very powerful interview. There's a lot of claims and a lot of things said. But I think they all deserve to be looked into. And that's what we're going to do. So that's why when we were talking about it, I was like, you'll never believe 
how deep in the rabbit hole we're going. I honestly, listening to it for the first time, I was shocked. I just, there was so much that I had so many questions and my mind was racing and it was like, where do you start? Absolutely. I mean, that's how I felt when I was interviewing her. And it's just everybody that we have interviewed, they've all been powerful. I would, I would say that they've all touched me in a certain way. But talking with her was really powerful. I mean, because this is a woman that since day one has never stopped trying to find her. And hasn't given up. Hasn't given up. Has gone in and talked to the police, asked them what new leads, what what directions are they going, has, has done everything, and was even willing to talk with us. That right there, it's just amazing. She has never given up. And she, as you've heard her say, she's never going to until until they get, you know, peace. I think something that I found really powerful was whenever she was discussing this person who came in to her work and told her, I did this, this is what happened. And back then for, I guess, I guess because I, I don't realize how many stores have that now or even back then cameras that that pick up audio too and I think that was really powerful that you know she told she said she told the police about it but that to her knowledge they didn't they didn't get a copy of it they didn't look at it that would be something to me that the police would go would go and do if they are trying to find where this person is where Dana is and that you know the reasoning for that is because that he He's an informant. Yeah, I mean, it would be really disheartening to me to think the police didn't go there and do their due diligence with looking at the camera, listening to the audio, even even asking other people questions and stuff like that. But and, and we don't know yet because we haven't yet talked to the police. Not yet. Not yet. But if they didn't do all that, I mean, these are leads that... You have to follow up on. I mean, this is something that somebody made a claim, and I understand not all claims are true. But this is not the first time that you and I have heard this. This is the third time, actually, that we have heard this same same story about this same person doing essentially the same thing. And and to me, that that that's three three people three separate people who aren't necessarily connected. No, no, not at all. And, and you're, you're right. But as, because I asked them some of those questions, you know, I was like, well, how come, why do you think they haven't? And, you know, a lot of them said, well, because he's an informant or this and that. But, you know, there's also, there's hearsay. Well, yeah, but how many people have to come forward to say this person said this before the police go to him and say, you're making these claims? If you're making these claims, we need to have a conversation. Exactly. And I think what's interesting for me and what really, I guess because I'm like, I'm very, this is, this is what happened. Then this is what should happen next. When you have someone like going to three different people saying, I did this, this happened. This is where she is, or this is roundabout where she is. That to me is huge. It'd be different if it was one person saying it. It'd be different if it was two people saying it. 
But to our knowledge, we have three different people telling us that this is what happened. And I guess it's just because I'm so passionate about wanting to find Dana. Wanting to find what happened to her and wanting everything. I I just want everybody to be at peace. And I want her to be at peace. Because as long as nobody knows what happened, officially nobody knows what happened, she's not going to be at peace. And her family isn't going to be at peace. You're right. But to add something to all that, you have to think, these people, this person still has a family down there. They're... People are scared to talk about it. I interviewed one person, and you know them too, that desperately, desperately told us, do not mention my name. I don't want any part of being a part of the podcast or anything like that. But here, I'm going to tell you my story to help you find more information. But I don't want you to use anything that I say on the record. They were very adamant about it. Because they are scared. Because they said, you know, there's still people there that, you know... Are dangerous. Are dangerous, for lack of a better word. And when you hear these type of stories, and they tell you what supposedly happened to this person, and you're hearing it, you don't don't know what to believe, because it's like... It's like a movie. You're like, oh my... It's like you're watching an episode of Law and Order. Yeah, and you're like, this doesn't happen in the real world. I'm not sitting here... Listening to this person tell me they did this to her, they put her here, this is how they did it, and they went on about their lives. You don't know how to process that. At least I at least I didn't at the time because it kept me up all night. I definitely remember those sleepless nights and and if we weren't up at night or I know personally I was dreaming about it and it's it's terrible to think that people got away with a crime and there's people out there that know the real story and it's not just one person there's several people that know and the police aren't doing nothing about it now i'm not going to place the blame on the police because in order for them to do something about it people have to go on the record they have to give statements people have to talk they just have to like talk. for us to to be able to give more of a story and to put more about Dana out there, we need people to talk to us, too. And that's hard just for us, and we're not anywhere related or... In the law enforcement arena. At all. And you have to be willing to testify, and these people are too scared to do that. And until until people really want, want this solved and see the right people go in front of a judge and a jury... It's just never, it's not going to happen. People, the community has to stand up and say enough is enough. We need this solved. As a community. As a community. It can't be just one person. You know, it can't just be Ellen. It can't just be us. It can't be just her family. It has to be the whole community. Because if you ever want change, it takes more than just one person. It takes the whole village. Definitely. And not to get political here. But I'm going to for a moment. If you want change, you've got to put pressure on your politicians, on the mayor, on council members, police chief, anybody in power. You've got to put pressure on them. Yeah. There's someone that I haven't been able to find, and I'm going to say their name because I've seen articles written about 
what they've done to try to help find Dana, that hopefully maybe someone who knows her is listening and can tell her, you know, hey, uh, these people are trying to to reach you just to ask questions because I, I just want to talk to them personally. Sarah Bass, who was, or still is, I, I don't know if they still live there, a concerned citizen who got together volunteers to go look for Dana. I've read a few articles about her, about how she wasn't related to Dana, wasn't related to anybody in in the situation, but that she as a concerned citizen went on her own and and set up searches. Yeah. You know, I've looked on Facebook, I've looked everywhere and it's sometimes it can be hard to find people. But she's definitely someone I think would be awesome to talk to because here she is. She just lives there. And she she wants to know, you know, she wants to help find Dana. To me it was really powerful that someone who didn't know her, who didn't have any relation with the situation, just wanted to help find her. Another human wanting to help and find another human. Yeah. And if you're out there and you're listening to this by chance, contact us. Get into get in contact with us. <laughs> we have a Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, email, which is missing in Missouri at gmail.com. Or our Facebooks personally. Yeah. You are more than welcome to do that. We check our message requests section of our messenger daily, more than once a day. I just think that it's it's really, really important to get people to come together if you want to see if you want to have closure in this in this case. I agree. Because it's going to take it's gonna take everybody. And it really is. And Dana deserves it. Her family deserves it. The town deserves it. Everybody deserves this. And the people that had something to do with her disappearance, they deserve to get justice. And to be to be judged. I agree. I agree. And if anyone else who is listening in the in the Sedalia area, feel free to message us email us and let us know you know the kind of things that you've heard about what may have happened to dana and maybe we can we can all together as a group as a community piece together what happened because it it may be it may be that an accident did happen and people were too scared to report it and they got nervous and they, you know, they made bad decisions. It could be something like that. It could not be something like that. But we need to know. We need to know. And she deserves to be at peace. Absolutely. So, no detail is too, too small. So if you got anything, contact us. Anything at all. No matter how trivial you think it might be. Because it may not be. I mean, the people that have talked to us, thank you so much. You guys have been a blessing and just so helpful. And, and you know, we we have seen things change, you know. Like her missing persons poster. The missing oh my persons, gosh. yes. But, you know, we can only do so much. Yeah, there's just no way. We, 
there's no way because I, I made promises to people that we were going to do this and see it through. I think if we don't talk about not just Dana, but anyone who is missing, then, then I think as a community and a society, we forget about them. And that's not what we want. No. If anyone has any information on the disappearance of Dana Bruce, we urge you to contact the Sedalia Police Department at 1-660-826-8100. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can also reach us at missinginmissouri at gmail.com. I'm Morgan. And I'm Zach. This is Missing in Missouri.